0: Hello friends and family, welcome back to the SoBizDo podcast, I'm your host Pop Buchanan. This is a 5 minute sobriety segment where I want to touch base with everyone in the community. I just want to feed off of the last episode where I tried to really drill into the topic, the importance of healing, healing and recovery, healing. And putting your healing first I hope everyone out there found value in it Um, And as we gear up for a new season with is Dope I just want to thank everyone out there Uh, Listen, the, the biggest takeaway I have from Just being involved in the sobriety community Is that no matter what, everyone is trying You guys are out there really working hard To make things work. For your recovery. I'm seeing people. You know. Hit milestones. I'm seeing people that relapse. Come back. And they have. uh, They put years in. I'm seeing people. Actually for the first time. In a long time. Really get right back on the wagon. After a relapse. Uh, And that was one of the biggest messages. Of Sobiz Dope. Is that you do not have to hit. Rock bottom. To. Really. Make your recovery work You know I understand sometime initially When you're Just in the active throes of addiction Sometimes it's really hard to get ripped out of it Without a uh, What they call a vital spiritual experience Or some life altering experience Or some near death um, Reality check or wake up call um, But You know when we do Relapse in reality it's important To understand That there's nothing stopping you from saying, okay, I had a bad judgment. I made a mistake. I I see the error of my ways. And I'm going to call my sponsor or I'm going to take myself to the hospital a detox, or detox. So I'm going to go to a meeting and I'm just going to get right back on the wagon. A couple of my friends uh, recently have done this. And a couple of people in the Sober's Dope community has also recently... Experience a relapse and immediately within a couple of days caught themselves, which I think is just an evolution in the process of recovery and addiction. I mean, it's an evolution because for the first 10 years, like I mean, until this year, it's rare to see so many people come to this new reality that it's okay to get right back on the wagon. Well, I don't have to hit rock bottom, I had a bad experience. Especially when you're involved in the recovery community, you're listening to podcasts, you're making connections with people, you're listening to other people's story, you're posting about your recovery, you're posting about your process. If there's something happens where we sometimes, we may slip mentally, spiritually, psychologically, uh, until before we slip and have this relapse physically, um, Something happens where a person just immediately realizes, yo, I made a, one of the biggest mistakes in my life. I feel lousy. The guilt and shame sets in. And sometimes the guilt and shame is what helps or what keeps a person, um, you know, using until they actually have to hit rock bottom or they don't make it and they die. Um, it's usually because of shame and guilt and embarrassment. But when you could take the ego out of it and, Really deal with the raw reality. If follow the, that, that, that terrible feeling that happens after a relapse, follow that. That's the truth. How you feel when you wake up. Like, I don't know what I did last night. I just know I relapsed. I feel horrible. This is not good. Let's stop this now. All right. I have enough information to stop this now. I don't want to repeat this. We're breaking that curse. We're breaking that chemical dependency. This is us spiritually overriding the brain's ability to, and dopamine's response to alcohol and the drug of choice and our ability to be addicted. You know, scientists tell you, you know, once you're addicted, you go through the cycle, your dopamine receptors are affected, you need to crave the drug of choice that robs you of your available dopamine, thus keeping you in this cycle of addiction, needing the same source of what's causing you the pain and the trauma and whatever. How you override all of that is through spirit, through mind and through will and saying, you know what, no matter how much I think I want this, I just know I feel lousy when I do this. I'm not going to do it again. And I learned enough now to make a decision and I don't have to hit rock bottom. And my healing is more important. And okay, I am upset that I made a mistake. I do want to go back and see where did I go wrong, but I'm not going to stay in the shame spiral. I'm not going to continue to beat myself up because how does that serve me? Once you understand that the shame and guilt can't serve you unless you use it for good, but if you dwell in it, right, then you lose. So I'm so proud to see this evolution in the recovery community where people are just naturally just saying, yeah, I I slipped up and I really relapsed, but I spoke to somebody I love. I spoke to my family and I'm going, you know, today's my day number one and two. And I'm asking them, well, when did you relapse? So they're like two days ago. I'm like, so you're already back on the wagon? I'm like, that's incredible. I mean, this is the one of the most important things that I talked about for the majority of our episodes. Because what we were seeing was too many people dying between rock bottoms, right? So the this is five minutes of variety. You speak in a pop, you can. And this message is to encourage everyone out there. Put your healing first. Ride the wave of excitement that your recovery brings and the process brings, and I know it's not always peaches and creams, but you're always on the right track when you're choosing your recovery, and when confronted with a reality where you may relapse or things may not work out, all you have to do in response to that is take the next step to just heal yourself and get back on track. Do not wait, do not feel like you have to run this into the ground and don't give friends and family and people that love you that much power because we tend to be so ashamed and sometimes someone can treat us in an irresponsible way. Because when you're in recovery, everyone's happy for you until you relapse. And then they're like, oh, I knew it. You you know, I knew it was too good to be true. I don't know how you did it. Why did you do it? How could you do it? And all you have to do to say to them is like, listen, I appreciate your support. You're not going to understand this because you're not me. And um, I don't need the extra guilt. All right, I understand you're disappointed, but that's not going to be enough for me to feel ashamed so where I have to hurt myself anymore. If you love me and you want to help me, don't beat up on me. Just help me get back on the wagon. Right? You sometimes have to give. Now, I'm going to say this and I always say this. Our friends and family and the people that support us, they, they, all they really want to hear is that, okay, you acknowledge that you made a mistake and you seek to get back on the wagon and you need their help right what they're afraid of is that when someone sees the relapse they're like damn i just hope this doesn't become another month or two thing because their whole life is upended and um it's just really uncomfortable so i have a lot of mercy for the family members and the friends and stuff and i'm not beating you guys up i don't think it's enough education across the board to teach everyone and it is difficult dealing with someone that's addicted so in reality to the people and the persons that may be addicted from substance misuse and may be struggling, um, always remember, as long as you're open to change and you prioritize your healing, life increasingly gets better, right? And, you know, they always say the grass is greener, it's, ne- it's never never. That case when, uh, when it comes to addiction, right? It's always darkness there. It's always despair there. There's always sadness there. There's burst of joy. There's burst of happiness. Yes, right? We got that temporary dopamine release that these, our drug of choice will give us for these short periods. Right behind that, it's like a lie. Right behind that illusion of happiness is pure darkness and despair and you don't deserve that. It was one of the greatest lies, like they say the devils lie, well the spirits that come with the drugs of choice that we choose are also liars and nothing in those things can restore us to a place of peace or can fill the void of whatever we're missing, right? A lot of us are dealing with pain and trauma and things that may have happened to us and as a response we try to self-medicate or we try to just deal with life and cope and we kind of packages up package it in the framework of having fun and letting things letting some steam off and all of that behind all of that framing is poison poisonous substances that damages the brain that hurts the body mind spirit connection and causes you to be disconnected from the purity of your reality right and you get stuck in this alternate reality where everything seems gray everything seems dark everything seems sad everything seems bleak um and you you deserve better we all do right? So at least you have a fighting chance in your recovery. Things may be a little bit more boring at first. Things may not be as fast or as exciting, right? People chase excitement, but you know how you beat the chase for excitement? You have to have an imagination and be creative. Use your mind to find creative ways to bring excitement back into your life by fulfilling yourself with things that you're passionate about, all right? That's the best way I could put that. You have to do some soul searching, right? Because what drugs and alcohol tend to do is blind you from the things that you're passionate about through the kind of like veneer of excitement, right? I'm having fun. I'm excited. Everything's moving fast. I'm letting go. But you're not really conscious of paying attention to how unhappy you are while you're pretending that you're happy. I used to do a lot of pretending I'm happy in the in the pursuit of happiness, right? Oh, look at me, I'm partying three days straight. I got all these girls. We, we, we tore up the night, we had fun. And behind all that, it's like, I'm really just not, something's still missing, man. I'm just not happy. It's just this thing I'm doing is not filling that void. So we're running when you run, you run long enough, you eventually get lost, eventually you get isolated, then you sometimes can't find your way back home, and you get stuck in the wilderness, or you can't find food, and you theoretically start to die, right, and we want you to live, so stop running, come back home, home is where your mind is, you know, one of the greatest sayings I remember, and we'll wrap here, is mind your mind, for it's the juice of your soul. I remember hearing that as a young guy. I forgot. I don't know who created that. But mind your mind. For it's the juice of your soul. So when you lose your mind. Or you lose grip with the reality of your consciousness. Through addiction. You lose a lot of aspects of your soul and spirit. And who you truly are. And we don't want that. So this episode is intended. To reinforce the last episode. That you have to prioritize your healing. You have to be prepared for whatever transpires on your recovery journey whether it's conflict whether it's a death whether it's rejection whether it's a divorce whether it's a relapse whether it's a loss of a job whether it's a calamity whether it's war whether it's a financial disaster whether you lose it whatever it is life is going to continue to throw things at you right alcohol and drugs can never help those things that are thrown at you it's just going to help you kind of ignore the things so you have to find the courage to fight and the, the more we fight the more resilient we are the stronger we become and the more fulfilled and the more space we make available for the things that we're truly passionate about you have to give it time sometimes we don't give these things time so what tends to happen is you don't reap the benefits of the recovery process and having a clear state of mind because you're seeking or you're waiting for something miraculous to happen when you're already the miracle like don't wait just embrace just the dig deep what do you love doing what makes you feel alive what can you distract yourself with in a healthy way in the pursuit of creating and building your life out opposed to running Right. What could bring you back to that natural excitement versus the artificial excitement? Right. So these are some things I want you to think about. Right. Overall, in your recovery, this applies to if you're in addiction Well, why am I in addiction? I know I'm unhappy. There is darkness here. No matter how much I'm pretending to have a good time, I'm not. Um, and how do I get out of it? If you're in recovery and you're struggling as well, I have to remember the darkness and remember that there's nothing there for me. So while I'm struggling here, I have to kind of really reevaluate how I'm attacking my life. Am I being creative? Am I really doing that deep inventory of myself to figure out what really makes me happy? Am I healing? Am I prioritizing my healing? These type of things that help you go a long way, trust me, and it takes someone who's in the recovery process, you know, a doctor can't teach you this, a psychiatrist can't teach you this, it has to be someone who has, who's here and who, who stays here and continue to be here, right? And it's not just me. We have thousands of people in the Sober Dope community, thousands that have anywhere between one year of recovery to 50 years of recovery thousands. So we have models of health, models of recovery, and models of a healthy, fulfilling life. And trust me, it gets better, right? And there's a lot of other ways you can unwind and have fun without chilling yourself through your DOC. All right, you're listening to Sober is dope. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. For anyone that's new, five minute sobriety is a segment where I'm on the road. I may be out. But I don't want too many things to keep me from speaking to you guys. So I'm going back to a raw format with Soap is Dope. Because if I wait till I'm in front of the big microphones and the pretty editors and all of that, I, the, I won't be able to give you the proper um, episodes. And what makes Soap is Dope truly unique is my traditional, raw, unscripted, you know, you might hear me on the highway talking to you kind of vibe, right? So this is like a spinoff of my walk in a park segment with Pop Buchanan. This is actually Five Minutes Sobriety where I come in um, and I kind of share some aspects of the recovery journey with you from different perspectives, right? So today, believe it in, even though this episode is 17 minutes, there is a lot to unpack here, really listen to it, try to l- think about what I'm trying to tell you, what's the underlining message, right, um, and utilize the tools within this episode to take everything to the next level, and challenge yourself, and uh, look, I want to hear from you guys, hit me up at Sober's Dope on Instagram, or at Sober's Dope at gmail.com. Tell me what you're thinking about. Let me know what type of episodes you guys want to hear. I want to make a lot of this new series of Soap is Dope to be kind of from the audience. I want you guys to tell me, hey, I want you to do an episode about this. I want you to talk about this. Um, and then I'll come on and I'll talk about it. All right. Even if it's for five minutes. So let I want to hear your voices. I want to hear your stories. Um, thank you for your patience. I love you all. Listen rescue yourself love yourself preserve yourself fight for yourself keep fighting um and i'll catch you on the other side peace and love well, what up pop big inspiration to me man i just started my own podcast about being sober i called it we the sober And I will be uploading my first episode tonight, or early, Monday morning at 6 a.m. Just wanted to touch base with you and let you know that you've been a big inspiration and motivation to me since I found what podcasting is and then found your channel. Thanks a lot, man. Keep up the good work, and I love your bars on your music. Amen, brother. Father God, please restore your children that have mental illness with a sound mind and sound heart. Please help restore healthy neuroplasticity to their brains. Father God, we ask for a creative miracle for anyone that may be reading this prayer, for anyone that is hearing this prayer. Father God, please remove the spirit of fear and anxiety. Excerpt. From the Soap is Dope book by Pop Buchanan.